Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Marin? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Hello there. Welcome to Light Hustler. It's a podcast all about addiction, recovery, and sharing your dark to find your light. Welcome to the show. I'm Anna David. Uh, This podcast features interviews with people about their addiction and recovery often, as well as stories from my storytelling show. But before we get into that, let me get into something else, which is only relevant if you are hearing this before January 21st, 2019. And that is that my complete audience building for writers package is available for $797 or you can do it in four payments, but you got to do it before January 21st in order to get it at that discount. It includes just so many videos and PDFs and freebies and goodies, and it covers websites for writers. Um, newsletters for writers, promotion for writers, social media for writers, public speaking for writers, and also how to make your book a bestseller for both traditional and self-published books. It gets into everything. It has newsletter nurturing sequences that you should be giving for your newsletter list, which you need. I explain how to start a newsletter list, how to grow a newsletter list, what you put in a newsletter. We get into how writers should be using Facebook and Instagram. We get into how to use your platform to then launch a public speaking career where you can do TEDx talks and you can start getting paid $3,000 a gig. So uh, there's so much more. If you go to audiencebuildingforwriters.com, you will get all the information there. Again, get it before January 21st and you will get it for $797 or four payments of $199. I can't do math. I believe that's correct. Anyway, this episode is a story from me. You're getting a lot of me today. It's a story I told at my storytelling show, which takes place once a month in the city of Los Angeles. It is about my relapse. How does a girl relapse and end up taking four and a half hits of ecstasy and then end up talking about it over 18 years later? Sober over 18 years. It's a long time. Okay, I hope you love it. So uh, I bring up the next person, and I'm, I'm really happy to do it. I met her tonight. She is the creator of this show. She's a writer, New York Times bestseller. Six books, which I can't even fathom. I've read six. <laughs> but she's been on TV shows, Talking Head. She's the creator of all of this. Please welcome Anna David. Give it up for Matt Gallagher. Um, okay, um, did anyone else listen and go like, oh, maybe I'm not an addict? 
my shit wasn't that bad. Um, um, okay, so I so as I told you, eighteen years of sobriety on Monday. So I am going to tell you about November eighteenth of two thousand. Oh yeah. Um, okay, so you know how they say like, oh, a relapse that starts before you drink. They are right. They are right about that. I remember the minute my relapse started, it was, I was at outpatient. I was six and a half months sober. I'd gone to rehab May 2nd. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm at outpatient and a friend is like, shares, she's like, so last night I totally like did coke with these people and then we were up all night and he was, he was gay but in the closet so I thought we were in love. And, um, and, um, and, and so, after the meeting, I'm like, I take him aside, and I'm like, okay, so was it terrible? Was it awful? Did the birds chirp, and you wanted to die, and suicide, and, and he's like, no, it was amazing. And I'm like, they've been lying to us in AA. They told us, like, a head full of AA and a body full of booze. Like, you'll be so depressed. So I was like, oh, my God. And he goes, yeah, you know what? I don't think I'm an alcoholic. And I was like, yeah you know what, I don't think I am either. Because I had, I had been fully willing to surrender that I had like a cocaine problem and, a, and maybe a bit of an ambient problem and possibly like a sort of Oxycontin, whatever. Like I had those problems, but I was like, I don't even really like drinking. And so I had that idea. So that's like lodged in my brain. And then I go to one of these like dumb Hollywood parties and I run into this guy who I was convinced was like the coolest guy in the world. You know when you're like, you're like in your 20s and you're like oh that's and this guy I know him today he's the furthest thing from the coolest guy in the world but anyway when I knew him he was sober and I was you know a drunk and um and so I see him and I'm like oh my god guess what I'm sober and I've been to rehab and I think it's so fucking cool and he's like yeah you know what I don't, I don't do that anymore and I'm like what he had been 10 years sober he's like yeah that's kind of that's kind of lame that thing no 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 I drank and and so then I'm like Oh my God! Like the, the 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 my my boyfriend from rehab, who uh, I didn't know was gay at the time, um, and, and and the coolest guy in the world. Like they're not sober anymore. So so obviously being sober isn't as cool as I thought it was. And so then, and so then this guy comes up to me and he's like an agent, where he couldn't have not been an agent. Do you know that 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 guy? Like I, he was like born working for CAA. He was like the smarmiest, like least appealing human ever. And yet when he said to me, he asked me out and I was like this little thing in my brain. I didn't understand this at the time. I was like, yeah, because I was planning my relapse. And I thought, because my, my alcoholism is really smart. And it was like, oh my God, like do this with this like disgusting agent who couldn't be anything but an agent who who thinks you are going to sleep with him because he's a very powerful agent and so this disgusting powerful agent says like hey i could i could make you dinner this saturday night which i know is agent speak for i could have sex with you because i am a powerful agent and you probably will and i was like okay and um and and so so i decide i'm gonna drink with this guy and um and I know, so it's Saturday, so that was like on a Thursday, so Saturday comes, and I know what you're supposed to do. I know you have sponsors for this particular moment so you can call your sponsor. I opt not to call my sponsor. But I know, 
I'm going to call somebody. So I call a guy I know who's sober, and this is a guy who I had dated uh, who was sober, a guy who I had dated who had a new girlfriend that I was jealous of. And that's who I call. And I tell him, I'm like, hey, so listen, I really want to drink. And he says all the shit you're supposed to say. He says, don't do it today. You can think about it tomorrow. Think the drink through. He says every single one of those. But what he does not say is stay right there. I'm leaving my girlfriend. I'm going to come over and make sure you don't drink. He doesn't say that. And so I'm like, okay, well, like, obviously I can drink. And I get this idea. It's like two in the afternoon. And I'm like, well, since I'm going to drink tonight, maybe I should just go buy a bottle. And I recognize this as a very alcoholic thought because I'd been in meetings. And I'm like, since I'm not an alcoholic, let's just forget I had that thought because that was a really bad thought. So, so I go over to this guy's house and I walk in and he's got like, you know, fucking like wine cellar situation. And I'm like, hey, you know how um, I told you don't drink? Because I told everybody I didn't drink, especially people who didn't care. I was like, I remember like, right at the beginning of my sobriety, being at a restaurant and being like, ordering, being like, hey, can I have a, um, a Diet Coke? And the waiter's like, yeah, I'll be right back. And I was like, sorry, the reason I'm having a Diet Coke and not like a drink is like, I'm this fucking horrible cocaine addict. And if you brought me a drink, then I would be like, Jaeger shots. And then I would be like calling my dealer. And then I would be contemplating suicide when the birds were chirping. And he was like, totally on the house. I'll be right back with your Diet Coke. Um, so that, that, that was me. And so I obviously told this agent that I was sober. And so I said, yeah, I told you I don't, I don't drink. Well, fuck that. I totally drink now. And his just eyes lit up. Like, uh, you know, it was Christmas morning because that was the one thing that had stood in between him like being able to have sex with me. It was like I was a sober girl. So he's like, oh my God, yes, have a drink. And so he pours me a glass of wine and I'm sitting there and I'm drinking it and I'm like, this is what I've been sitting in church basements for? This liquid? Like, this is so benign. This is nothing. And so I'm sharing these thoughts with him. And he's completely co-signing. He's like, I can't believe you thought you were an alcoholic. <laughs> you know those people? He's like, I can tell by the way you're drinking it that you're, you totally do not have a problem. <laughs> I'm like, I know these fucking AA people though. They want you to like think you're one of them. He's like, I know. So I'm drinking. And I'm and I because I'm not an alcoholic, I'm free to drink as much as I want, you know. And so I'm drinking and I like finish that bottle and then there's another one and then and then we're like sitting in this kind of foyer situation and and I remember him saying to me, like, look, I don't feel bad about giving you alcohol, but I feel a little bad about the drugs. And I'm like, oh shit, was I like roofied? Like what just happened? And, and I look at his hand and he's got a handful of pills, specifically pills of ecstasy. And I want to say, because you know, I'm a, I'm a drug addict, I'm not an alcoholic, so I want to say, well, I can't do those because you know, drugs are my problem and like if I do ecstasy, then like cocaine. And I'm trying to say that sentence, but I can't say it because my mouth is busy swallowing ecstasy. <laughs> and so I take one and like you know i don't know about you guys but like when something doesn't happen fast enough you think it's never gonna happen i mean i'm like that today with everything and so i was really like that with ecstasy so i wait like four minutes i'm like i don't fucking feel anything and he's like do you want another one i'm like i do so i take another one wait another like four minutes still feel nothing do you want another one yes i do so so then you know like 
and maybe some of you guys have experience with this, like, you're like, well, I really fucked up this AA thing. So maybe I should just kind of go all out. Like, you know, I mean, I'm here I am. And, and I was, I was, Fucked up, but not that fucked up. Like this guy, he had this like mansion, and I remember we were kind of like running around. Like I remember he had a sauna, and we were in it, but but wearing clothes. And then I remember we were outside, and I was chain smoking. And I remember telling him stories, and he was just looking at me, and he was like, "You are so charming. You should have your own television show." Which is an amazing line if you're an agent, because like the fucked up girl's like, "Yeah, maybe he'll get me one," you know. And this is going on and on and on, and he's trying. He was so. <laughs> He was so disgusting that like, I didn't even kiss him. Like three and a half hits of ecstasy, three bottles of wine, a mansion, a fucking CA agent, and he couldn't even get me to kiss him. That's how gross this guy was. And I remember, I remember sitting there and it was like three or four in the morning and what's happened is, what I've done is beginning to really dawn on me. And I'm like, okay, shit, this was bad. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm just not gonna tell anybody. Nobody needs to know about this. I'm gonna have six and a half months. I'll have seven months soon. And I'm like making this plan. And he's like, you know, you can't leave. Like you have to stay. And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm gonna leave. Um, and, I, and I got in my car. It was like 4.30 in the morning. And I remember I got in my car and totally fucked up. I drive home and it was not smart to drive. And it was not smart to do three and a half hits of ecstasy and drink two bottles of wine with this disgusting agent. But I went back to AA the next day and I actually did what was suggested as opposed to the way I was doing it up until that point. And that was November 19th of 2000. And I am happy to say I have not since then had a drink, taken ecstasy, done coke, or ever had sex with an agent. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, you guys.